Robotic surgery has made important inroads into the fields of cardiac and urologic surgery. Though much of the work in urologic surgery has focused on the prostate, we're now seeing a trend towards the use of robotics in procedures to remove kidney tumors. Given the delicate nature of kidney tissue, these procedures can present considerable technical challenges, but they may also provide better outcomes for our patients with kidney cancer. You are listening to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to a special segment, Focus on Cancer. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, Professor of Surgery and Practicing General Surgeon. And our guest is Dr. Sam Bayani, Assistant Professor of Surgery and Co-Director of Robotic Surgery at Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis. Welcome, Dr. Bayani. Thank you for having me. Tell us, why use robotic surgery specifically for kidney surgery? Well, that's a great question. And I think the best answer is to say that we can do a better operation than we can do through a traditional open or traditional laparoscopic procedure. First of all, with the advent of CAT scans and MRIs, we are finding kidney tumors when they're a lot smaller. And because we're finding them when they're smaller, now we're able to do partial nephrectomies where we can save the kidney and still cure the cancer. Robotics allows us to do these partial nephrectomy surgeries in a minimally invasive fashion with excellent results. Well, how does it actually differ from doing a laparoscopic approach? Well, we're able to do very complex procedures. Most laparoscopic surgeries are not under time constraints. For instance, a laparoscopic cholecystectomy, it doesn't really matter if you take an hour or 30 minutes to do the procedure. With Kidney surgery, the kidney typically is clamped when you're cutting out a tumor. There's a definite time at which the kidney loses its function. With robotics, we're able to do the surgeries more efficiently, faster, preserve kidney function, and still do them in a minimally invasive fashion. So we're able to really save more kidneys, save more nephrons, and we're able to do the procedure better. Now, why, since obviously most people have two kidneys, would we be interested in doing partial nephrectomies as opposed to just doing a total nephrectomy? About 10 years ago, we discovered that partial nephrectomy for tumors less than four centimeters, and that's certainly larger than the average tumor size we see these days, but partial nephrectomies for tumors less than four centimeters has equivalent cancer control to a radical nephrectomy. So the scientific data is there, but really more importantly, We've found that after following patients who get radical nephrectomy, 60 to 70% of them develop chronic renal insufficiency in the long term. With partial nephrectomy, fewer than 20% develop renal insufficiency. So it really is an insurance policy for the future. In these days with diabetes and hypertension, I think that this insurance policy is very worthwhile having. Is the robotic procedure actually faster than a traditional laparoscopic approach on the kidney? It absolutely is. The total procedure time is faster because the robotic instruments are more versatile. I feel like I have my hands literally inside the body, whereas laparoscopically, it's like we're operating with chopsticks. Well, tell us a little bit. What is involved in a robotic procedure? Well, in a lot of ways, it's similar to a laparoscopic case. We do do it through two or three or four little incisions that are about eight millimeters long. 
But instead of me being at the bedside operating, I sit at a robotic console and control a robot to do the actual operation. And is this technically more difficult than a laparoscopic or open approach? That's really where the robotics shines. It actually is easier. It's easier because it's like having my hands inside the patient. In other words, the robotic instrumentation allows me to move instruments in all kinds of different ways that I can't do laparoscopically. It gives me more versatility. And it also, the um, robotic cameras and the robotic equipment offers a high-definition view, which is not offered by traditional laparoscopic surgery. I actually feel like I'm inside the patient when I do these surgeries. How do you approach it specifically? Well, we put the patient in a typical flank position, which is what we would do for any open or laparoscopic kidney work. We put in a few ports, traditional laparoscopic ports, but instead of me being at the bedside, we put a robot at the bedside with a bedside assistant. I sit down at the console and we dissect the kidney out. We find the renal artery and vein. We clamp off those blood vessels, cut out the tumor, reconstruct the kidney, unclamp the blood vessels, and hopefully send the patient to recovery room. So it's a pretty straightforward procedure where we just, where we basically stop the blood flow to the kidney temporarily to cut out the cancer, cure the patient, and then resume the next phase of one's day. Now, many of the laparoscopic approaches involving the kidney or the colon involve a hand-assisted approach. How do you get out the kidney tumor in of itself doing it robotically? Well, a hand-assist incision is typically 8 to 9 centimeters large. And if we're only working on a kidney tumor that's 1 or 2 or 3 centimeters, we'd hate to triple the size of the patient's incision. So at the end of the procedure, we do take the kidney tumor out, but we just extend one of our small little trocar sites. And generally, patients end up with an incision that's about an inch long, about two and a half centimeters. And would you actually then go to the patient's bedside and, and close this? Absolutely. Absolutely. So really only the critical parts of the procedure are performed robotically, but the setup and takedown of the procedure is still done at the bedside by the surgeon. And uh, how long roughly is your average time, would you guess? About two hours, which for me is the same as I would do open and actually faster than I would do laparoscopically. And how long have you been doing the robotic procedure? I've been doing them for a few years, but robotic surgery was first embraced by urologists with the prostate. We've adapted the technology to use it in the kidney. And now that I've been doing it for two years, I think that we've got the procedure down and now I've really been in demand to train other surgeons around the country and around the world. In fact, I've trained about 2,000 urologists in this procedure and we've trained them all over the world in Asia, Europe, South America, and certainly, of course, right here at home in the United States. If you have just joined us, you are listening to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, and our guest is Dr. Sam Bayani, Assistant Professor of Surgery and Co-Director of Robotic Surgery at Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis. We're discussing robot-assisted surgical procedures to remove kidney tumors. Doctor, if a patient presents with a renal cell carcinoma, what makes you decide to do this robotically versus laparoscopically versus open technique? Well, I think laparoscopy is like the Model T. At this point, it's getting to be obsolete. 
And so I generally choose either an open surgery or a robotic surgery. And what would make you choose one or the other? It really comes down to the size of the tumor. Some tumors are just so large that we just can't do them through little incisions. And in most people's hands, that's about 8 to 9 centimeters in size. And is the open approach a difficult approach for you? I really don't think so. Actually, most open approaches are just as easy for me, but importantly, they're much harder on the patient than a minimally invasive surgery. Now, is robotic surgery for smaller kidney tumors becoming common across the United States? It absolutely is. It really is picking up steam, and it's one of the fastest-growing robotic surgeries and minimally invasive surgeries that is currently offered. It's growing by about 500 to 1,000% a year, and my guess is that it will replace the laparoscopic approach and be one of the standards of care in the next year or two. Is this being taught to surgical residents as well? Absolutely. It, it really is being taught by residents around the country. And I think that as, uh, as these residents graduate, they're going to bring this technology to patients around the country. Now, what makes you say that the laparoscopic approach is a Model T? It really is yesterday's news. In other words, it is an older technology. And I, I like to say it's sort of like my old Apple II computer I used in the 1980s. It certainly could get the job done back then, but with the current technology, it looks a little obsolete. It's not as efficient. It doesn't work as well. The graphics aren't as good. The view isn't as good. The speed certainly isn't as good. And frankly, it's just not sexy anymore. Tell us, how do these patients do post-op from a robotic nephrectomy? They really do wonderfully. They're out of the hospital within about two days compared to about five to six days for an open surgery, generally back to their usual activities in about a week. So it's perhaps a little more involved than a cholecystectomy and a lot less involved than most open surgeries. So patients really benefit from this procedure. If you have a small tumor, is there any reason that you would not do a robotic approach? Well, there are some contraindications. Patients who've had multiple abdominal procedures, they have too many adhesions to do laparoscopically or robotically, and those patients we do have to open up. The size of the tumor matters, and other things also matter. For instance, some patients are so elderly that they may not tolerate any kind of surgery, and in those patients, we, it is reasonable to watch small kidney tumors. But for the most part, for most small kidney tumors, this is an approach that should be considered and certainly I think is, is a, going to be a new rising star amongst these fancy urological procedures. Now, how long does it take a urologist who has never done robotic surgery to really learn the technique? Let's say that they're out of their residency already. Yeah. Now, there are really two ways to look at that. Most surgeons who are urologists, or at least most urological groups in the country, have one or two surgeons that are doing robotic surgery on the prostate already. So they're familiar with the technology, and for them to expand their skills to the kidney is not really a great jump. They pick it right up. In other words, a urologist who has developed an expertise in robotic surgery for the prostate will also develop that same technique for the kidney? Absolutely. And these urologists are coming in droves to courses I put on and coming to watch me operate because they already understand robotic technology, but they're ready and, they, and they've seen the benefits 
to the patient's in their prostate cancer practices. They're ready to expand those benefits to patients with kidney cancer, bladder cancer, and other urological maladies. So those surgeons are very well equipped to handle these cases, and you're going to see more and more of these surgeons doing it. So if a urologist comes to you and takes your course, are they then qualified after they take your course to go ahead and do robotic surgery? Well, the word qualification is a little nebulous, and every hospital has different qualifying requirements. I think caution is advised. A proctor should be considered for surgeons who are uncomfortable. But most of these surgeons are already doing laparoscopic kidney surgery, and doing it robotically is not a large jump from there. In fact, I think with the proper CME courses and training that they're able to handle these cases extremely well. I was just going to ask you that that jump from laparoscopic to robotic, what do you think are the biggest challenges in going from laparoscopic to robotic surgery? Well, one of the biggest challenges is really learning how to use a new piece of high technology. And, you know, anybody can, uh, can use a new vacuum cleaner or perhaps a new clock radio, even a new iPod. But how many people can use an absolutely brand new piece of technology? I think it takes some time to learn how to use the robot. The beauty of that, the beauty of that is most urologists have already gone through that with their prostate cancer practice. So, you know, learning the technology, though, I think is still the biggest challenge because it is a different electronic device than the typical laparoscopic instruments. It just takes some time and practice, but that practice can happen outside of the operating room. There are little models we can use. Surgeons can sit down at the robot when the patient's not in the room and and understand how it works. And most surgeons are pretty adept at getting over that learning curve. And what about natural orifice techniques? You know, I I think natural orifice techniques still have a way to go as far as kidney surgery because kidney surgery is still somewhat of a vascular surgery. We're operating on the renal artery and vein. We're operating near the aorta and the vena cava. And natural orifice technology does not yet have the ability to control hemorrhage in, in a satisfying way. Could it be around for the future? Possibly, yes. But I think right now its best applications are with cholecystectomy and other perhaps non-vascular procedures. I want to thank our guest, Dr. Sam Biani. We've been discussing robot-assisted surgical procedures to remove kidney tumors. I'm Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, and you have been listening to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. ReachMD, online, on demand, and on air. Please visit us at ReachMD.com, and thank you for listening.